3: And that's right, my name is Scott Adams, you're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today, and today we're joined by Leonor Cravota. Hello, Leonor. Good morning, Scott. So, Ye got busted on Twitter.
4: Yeah, he got busted, he got thrown off of Twitter.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, I said uh, yesterday when he, uh, he was on Alex Jones, and he just said the stupidest stuff. Yeah. Just dumb, dumb stuff. And I was like, I don't know. I I think it's the the only reason why it's even noteworthy is because he just met with Donald Trump.
4: Right. That's the only only reason why this even matters.
3: Yeah. So it it really makes Donald Trump look horrible. So here's here's the clip so everybody could hear it. And uh, and I, I see. I,
1: I see a nazi you don't deserve to be called that and demonized well i i see i i see good things about hitler also the jew i love everyone and jewish people are not going to tell me you can love um you know us and you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts and you can love what we're you know what we're pushing with the pornography but this guy that invented highways, invented the very microphone that I use as a musician. You can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good. And I'm done with that. I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler.
3: (laughs) The especially Hitler part didn't need to be added. Well,
4: look, every human being makes some type of contribution. You could say that about
3: Charlie Manson. Right. But
4: on the other hand, you wouldn't you wouldn't say especially Hitler, (laughs) just like you wouldn't say, especially Charlie Manson. No,
3: obviously he is teed off because uh, he's in an industry that's dominated by Jewish people. Right. The music industry and the entertainment industry has. A lot of top brass that happens to be Jewish.
4: It was I, one of the fields where the Jewish people were able to succeed very early on.
3: Right, there are there are uh, the well, Jewish group of people is a highly educated group of people, and uh, you know per capita. Yeah. When you take a look at that, um, they just you know basically their culture and the way their their family circles run, and uh, it's all about you know. Advancing education, yeah, you know, and uh, and so there, it's a well bred bunch, you know, of people. All right. And uh, power to them. Uh, you know, I wish that um, you know, we would see other groups push the same kind of value system. Some as, of the
4: Asian Asian families do, too. Yeah. yeah you well, see Asian,
3: that. too. You see that. But, but you're certainly not seeing that. Uh, type of performance out of the black community, right? Right. Uh, the black community is underperforming.
4: Underperforming because there's a dumbing down of society, and there is a um, you what? know a celebration of print, of, of prison culture. And you know, you we've could, talked about that you could before. Tie,
3: you could tie that single parent home thing, and you could tie it back to the government aid programs. These government aid programs—if if there was never any more proof of a failed program—it's the civil rights legislation of the late '60s into the '70s, and the welfare programs, the uh, the conditioned families and yeah. rewarded families for single parent parenting. Yeah, um, because women, uh, single mothers uh, without fathers, were getting more aid from the government the
4: more babies you had the more money you got yeah. and so it, was, it wasn't It was um really rewarding the, the correct behavior if, if you will i'm not saying you shouldn't have children i'm just saying you shouldn't have children that you cannot afford i mean because then you become a drain on society of course we should have children
3: right and then the, then it gets to the whole population thing too you know you got elon musk having more children than i guess was reported yeah (laughs) people are finding out he's had more but he is a a firm believer that oh you know it's interesting because tucker had uh this a spermologist yeah on a harvard professor on last night right and talking about uh how our diets have reduced our sperm count um elon musk is saying that the biggest problem in the world is that we we're going to have a population decline, and all the globalists are saying uh, the biggest problem in the world is a population overload,
4: which shows you why we're so diametrically opposed, <clears>
3: that why the two
4: sides have such a great divide between them.
3: Absolutely, and then and then you know, but Kanye West is probably ticked off about his own personal issues that he has with his own industry. And he's taking it out on the entire Jewish community, which is kind of stupid.
4: It's stupid for a number of reasons, because you know what? You know what? The conservatives tend to be... Uh, very pro um, Jewish, um, like you know, a lot of the conservative but Jewish
3: uh, people vote uh, Democrat. Well, which about is seventy it, plus percent,
4: which is kind of interesting because there are a lot of conservative Jews. So, so my point in bringing this up with regard to Kanye West, so he thinks on one hand that you know, okay, he's gonna he's gonna go back against the progressives, but and he's you know he's spewing all this anti-Semitic uh, Semitic rhetoric. It, you know, veiled under "okay, it's okay to be uh, Hitler was a good person too," whatever nonsense. But the the conservatives aren't going to like it either. So he's he he has no home now, and and that's what's happened here. This man, this is a this is a person who achieved an incredible amount of fame and money. And he now is spiraling completely out of control. And the only reason why we're talking about it is because it's connected to a person, uh, you know, because Donald Trump, the former president, and it's connected to Elon Musk, who now owns Twitter.
3: Well, and, uh, you know, um, I think that uh, Kanye was going to buy Parler. Yeah. And then that deal now fell through. Yeah. And so Parler's out. And... And then what you have is you have uh all these different sponsors and they're all pulling the plug on him. Yeah. And then you got that brand Balenciaga?
4: Oh, Balenciaga with the ch- with the children dressed up with uh bondage teddy bears?
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, then there's a photograph of Yay wearing these ba- ba- Balenciaga. I've never even heard of this brand, by the way, until until this news story cycle. You came don't out. Re-
4: you don't read Vogue? <laughs> no, I
3: don't. I'm not a Vogue reader. Um, but uh, he was wearing these Balenciaga with the ba- brand right across the top of the yeah. boot. And yeah. It was like these big rubber boots, <clears throat> Balenciaga, and and I was like, okay, so he's just trying to get attention, you know. I never, and then I was thinking about, oh, Yay, right? I was thinking about Kanye, and I was thinking, a couple of things about this. What did Kim Kardashian know, and when did she know it? You <laughs> exactly. Know? Why are they divorced? I mean, no, this is going to hurt the Kardashians this for sure good- because you know, there's no way she didn't know what what a what a uh, nut job uh, Yay was. Well, right?
4: there's like I said, there's probably a reason for a divorce, and they have they have. Uh, one, two, three. They have four kids: Northwest, Palm West, Chicago West, and Saint West.
3: Yeah. Okay. And, and so you you got to look at that angle. Then you you also have to look at the idea that he's been a, pretty much a loser since. I I I, know, I thought it was unforgivable when about fifteen years ago at the Grammys. Oh, what
4: he did with Taylor Swift. Yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, to me, that was just a rude narcissistic thing that he did and I said well that his career's over. Yeah. And then it wasn't. Then it wasn't. And then I got to thinking he keeps calling himself this artist and and people keep calling him some sort of genius. And I'm thinking to myself, can you name one song that he's done? I, I can't. Name, okay, I can I can name Hey Jude and Imagine. <laughs> the, the Beatles, yeah. know, right? Um Satisfaction, uh The Stones, right? right. You know, you can name uh, all kinds of, of um,
4: or if you want to bring up more contemporary people, like uh, something, somebody, somebody like a Justin Timberlake, who might be around his age, you say something like bringing sexy back. Or, Justin
3: Bieber has peaches. Well, yeah, I mean. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean, so you, when you think about these entertainers, but yeah, I can't think of the name of a single song he's sang.
3: No, I can't think of a single song. I can't sing a song that you know. I I can't even make up the lyrics.
4: Do you know what the the um, headline on the L. A. Times is about Kanye West? What? Kanye West from beloved rapper to Hitler apologist. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's that's the new name. That's that's the new moniker that he's going by, and this is. A person that is in freefall I mean well, this is a mental breakdown happening on a global scale this is being covered all around the world what's going on with Kanye West this yeah. is not a small story but again we're talking about it because of Twitter and we're talking and Elon Musk and because of Donald Trump
3: well and it's a bad week for Donald Trump yeah. um, because he comes out Donald Trump comes out he's losing weight yeah, he does
4: look better, uh, actually. I,
3: I, well, I don't know. He looks more frail too, you know, yeah. and a little bit, of, a little bit frail, and that concerns me. I'm hoping that his health is okay because sometimes when you yeah lose yeah. weight, it's it's not always great. But um, in any case, there's something about Trump though that seems a little out of touch right now. Yeah. Now, this January sixth thing. Happened under Trump's watch. He played, you know, here's the thing about Trump. You know, we all love Trump. But uh, one of the problems is, you know, this week alone, you had uh, someone like um, um, <laughs> Ron DeSantis. <laughs> I don't know what. Wow, going on. Wow, you
4: were reaching for the name?
3: I don't know what happened to me. But uh, Ron DeSantis, right? So he's out there. He's talking about Twitter. He's, he's um, taking $2 billion in divestment away from BlackRock. Yeah. He's making all kinds of moves. He's putting pen to paper. He's, he's acting, right? Right. He's also um, been asked to campaign for uh, Herschel Walker, mm-hmm. right? And Lindsey Graham uh, is down there, uh, of all people, um, campaigning. For uh, Herschel Walker, apparently, you know, uh, Georgians and South Carolinans like their Lindsey Graham. Yeah. I think he's one of the worst. And I think he, I put him in line with Mitch McConnell as the worst Republican uh, leadership uh, we've ever had. Um, and they're they're spineless. And I just see it differently. I, I, I'm not a fan of Lindsey Graham at all. Um, but I am going to play a Lindsey Graham clip today mm-hmm. um, because he was down with Herschel Walker. And I want everybody to get out the vote. And vote for Herschel Walker, um, because it does make a difference when you're 50, 50, when you're 50, 50, um, it makes a big difference. Um, you get to share the, uh, committee chairs Mm -hmm. and you get to share the budgets in the Senate chamber. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot going on there. Um, so it is an important seat to pick up, even though it'll be 50, 50 and Kamala will still be the tiebreaker. Um, But then you got Trump talking about J6. And again, it's a a constant reminder that, you know, he got deplatformed on Twitter for J6. He got played uh, by Nancy Pelosi on J6. And for someone who keeps saying, you know, we're going to get tired of winning, uh, I think that J6 turned out to be a bit of a loser for, for Mm -hmm. for Donald Trump. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and not really a great optic, not one that I would be selling anytime soon, you know. Yeah. But we're, we're going to go ahead and take a caller who just called in. Caller, you're on the air? Maybe we're not going to take a caller.
4: Is the caller there, as Frazier used to say?
3: Yeah. Do, do we have a caller on the air? Okay. Oh, right.
4: you, know, you know, before you, you transition, I, I, I saw something interesting on the Washington Post. There's a headline that's, uh, Regret Your Kanye West Tattoo? This studio will remove it for free. This is something that's going on in London. They are removing Kanye West tattoos for free.
3: <laughs> yeah, okay. <All> right, so <laughs> so we, were, we were talking about, we were opening the show with this Kanye West story, but we, we, we're only talking about it, not because we give two, two cents about Kanye West. I honestly don't care about him. I do care about Trump, and Trump sat down and had dinner with Kanye West, and also Nick Fuentes. And, you know, we've already played clips this week of Nick Fuentes and what a what a racist white... I, like, I was like, I don't know any white supremacists. And then I heard about this Nick Fuentes character, right? And I'm like, oh, okay, that's one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he makes David Duke look like a Boy Scout. But you don't technically know him. so. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, of course I don't know him. You know, I I, I don't even know how this guy... Got to sit down with the with the president, of the well, Donald Trump.
4: Well, yeah. How exactly. in the world
3: do you? I, I would give my right arm to sit down and have lunch with Donald Trump, right? Yeah. But they got a dinner with Donald Trump, Thanksgiving dinner or something like that, and Ye, Ye and Nick Fuentes show up, and they get a sit down. The two craziest, the cra- the craziest dudes on the planet.
4: But didn't Trump, are
3: taking time and breaking bread with Donald Trump.
4: But didn't Donald Trump later say make a comment without identifying people by name that uh, Yay brought uh, another person that he didn't know with him, and that, I guess that would be Nick Fuentes. I think he. I think he said it that way. He,
3: yeah, no, because he brought three people. Right. And I think the one political person that he brought was Nick Fuentes. That he did. No. Oh, okay. All right. And it was the two others that he didn't. Didn't know.
4: Okay. All right. I misunderstood um, that then. Yeah,
3: but it doesn't even matter. I mean, the the fact that he would be sitting down with Ye and Nick Fuentes and two other dudes. Yeah. Uh, means once again that um, somehow Trump yeah. allowed himself to be played. And then you get to be thinking about it, and you say, well, why did he hire Chris Ray? Why did he hire Bill Barr? Why did he hire Gina Haspel? Why did he hire Dan Coates? Why did he hire Mark Milley, you know, the uh, General Milley, right? This woke general. Um, and you can go back even further, McMaster, yeah. right? And some of the ones in the beginning. How about General Flynn? Yeah. You know, allowing himself to be played by the FBI and Peter Strzok and yeah. all that. Yeah. And you've got to ask the question, are, these are supposed to be the smartest dudes in the room. They're supposed to be playing 4D chess, and all of a sudden they're getting played left and right. Yeah. And while Ron DeSantis is defund di- divesting from BlackRock two billion dollars, mm-hmm. and while Ron DeSantis is speaking up and talking about the actions that he could take against um, Apple for de- if they deplatform um you know apple if they deplatform twitter right mm-hmm. which has been put to rest because elon musk and you know um uh tim, tim cook, cook had a meeting and uh and they basically uh made amends you know
4: well t- tim cook said apple never considered removing the yeah, twitter app lie. but we don't that's know that that's no, true a, we, tim, we're sure they considered tim
3: it. cook who was at the lobster dinner uh on thursday night um, within, at the Biden with and the White Emmanuel
4: House. Macron, mm-hmm. yeah. and of course that caused a whole controversy because they were using lobsters that uh, had lost contract. Like, you know, lof- lobster. What do you call them? Well, they're
3: regulating the lobster uh, fishermen so that they don't trap these whales that are no longer endangered. Right. And somehow, um, it's it's pretty much the government regulations have crippled the lobster business in Maine. Right. And then here he is ordering 200 lobsters and. I don't know. Um, And then, of course, the Senate passed the uh, train union bill. Right. And they get one sick day per year now. Yeah. Um, That wasn't good. So, but in any case, you got Ron DeSantis, you got Elon Musk. Elon Musk is doing this thing called Neuralink, where it collects your thoughts. Mm -hmm. They they had these monkeys, and the monkeys were literally tapping keys with their mind. Yeah, <laughs> so no, I mean when you think about it, and then just yesterday, um, or Thursday, um, basically what happened was uh, Elon Musk had a live event for the semi truck. Yeah, the semis. Yeah, and um, pretty soon, you know, that's going to be what? That what? What's that going to be? That's going to be a, a driverless truck, electric truck. Uh, trucks put out a lot of exhaust, but it's going to be an electric truck. It's going to drive itself, and it's going to use that Neuralink technology along with satellite technology, which is why he's got the spaceships going up. He's got the Neuralink transmission, which is AI, you know, artificial Mm -hmm. intelligence. And then he's got the semi-truck. It's amazing what this guy is able to do. And then, oh, and then he's got Twitter, right? Yeah. So he's got the marketing tool which is going to be Twitter. He's got the trucks, the truck uh, transport business. He's got the um car business, right? Mhm. I mean, it's it's absolutely stunning and amazing. So you you're looking at Elon Musk on the move doing five things at once. Yeah. You're looking at Ron DeSantis doing all these great things with regard to BlackRock and with regard to Apple, you know, and standing up for his his, his people right yeah, in, in Florida, and then you have um, Herschel Walker running to save the seat, the take back a Senate seat. That's Tuesday, and, that runoff. And what's missing in in Georgia is Donald Trump, no one's asking Donald Trump to stump, yeah, right, Trump to stump.
4: Trump to stump. Well, they did. well um, Herschel Walker wasn't asking him to stump um, the last time around. You know, in yeah. the, in, before we had the runoff.
3: But then, because I guess Trump had a bad week, he got played by Jay West. He decides to talk about J six, where he got played by Nancy Pelosi, and he says this:
1: People "Have been treated unconstitutionally, in my opinion, and very, very unfairly. And we're going to get to the bottom of it. And you know what I've said. I take it very seriously." I have never seen anything like it at all levels. It's the weaponization of the Department of Justice, and we can't let this happen in our country because our country is going not socialist. They've skipped over that. They skipped over socialism. Our country is going communist. This is what happens, and we can't let it happen. We have to stop it. So I want to thank everybody for working so hard. I know how hard you're working to get justice for people that are imprisoned right now and people that are being tormented. You can't let it happen. We're going to stop it. We're going to win. Thank you all very much.
3: So when you hear that, you hear lower energy, mm-hmm. and you hear this like, okay, we're going to stop it. No, we're not. I mean, we haven't so far. All right. Well, the, well, I mean, it's just words. It's ch- not actions. The challenge you know, for no Trump right there.
4: now is to remain relevant. And a few weeks ago, you know, you and I were talking about this off air. A few weeks ago, I would have said, okay, Ron DeSantis should not run. It should be Donald Trump. You know, DeSantis is much younger. He still has time, blah, 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 all the things we talked about. Now, as we move forward... Trump is beginning to sound increasingly less relevant, and and this is coming from you know we're, we're two people that support Trump. I mean, I s- still support Trump. If Trump came forward with a really good platform, et cetera, I, I would hope he would be the candidate. But increasingly, what's happening is there's a little bit of a Trump fatigue going on. Unless he he pivots and sh- and
3: he needs does the right, fresh.
4: he does something fresh and really reestablishes <laughs> his relevancy, or else. People are just going to want to move on.
3: Well, because the speeches he's giving are the same speeches we've been hearing for seven years. F- yeah, f- seven years.
4: Then we'd be going into the eighth year of this.
3: There's, you know, and by the way, nothing for nothing, but I mean, it is fair to say, though, that. Those are the biggest issues the, the you know, border security is is never not going to be a problem. It's, oh, well, yeah. actually, I mean, he was fixing that problem. He was pretty, fixing pretty well.
4: that problem. Look at look at what Biden do, did in a short period of time. He reversed a lot of the ground that Donald Trump had made. So it it is a big issue. No, he does hit hard on the issues that matter. I think it still comes back down to the rhetoric. And also, more importantly than the rhetoric, some of the associations that he is making, that's not helping him. You know, hanging around with Ye West or some of these other people and Mike Lindell whatever, you know, it's none of this is helping him.
3: Right. And so there's a lot of energy uh, behind Herschel Walker right now. And let's hope that translates into votes. Yes. There's a heavy turnout. So Hannity had Herschel and Lindsey Graham. Yeah. And... uh so we're going to play a little of this clip um, because I want to remind people to get out in Georgia to get out and vote. Yes, um, but uh, and also, you know, what is missing though is, and I don't know why Herschel, like I don't know why Trump is not appealing in Georgia. I, I know, don't because know because Georgia to me strikes me as a as a Trump esque state.
4: Well, it's a very red state. I'm I'm a little surprised. Well, it's not
3: by- though. I mean, you know. It it really isn't. I mean, you got Warnock as a senator winning winning a statewide seat, right. and you got some guy like Kemp who's a rhino, mm-hmm. right? That's bowing to China every chance yeah. he gets. So, I don't understand the politics in Georgia. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it because I always thought it was a red state, mm-hmm. like ruby red. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's become, and I, you know, I know what's done it. It's the infiltration of. Of illegals, you know, that are going there. But I also think it has to be voter fraud. You know, I think if these, the you know, if we straighten out these voter rules, uh, the Supreme Court needs to weigh in on what election day is. It yeah. needs to be redefined. And the states need to adhere to some sort of standard. Uh, they can't just rig their elections like they do in California. Yes. You know.
4: And it has to go back to being election day, oh, not speaking, election
3: trimester. Speaking of California, if if it starts, if it continues to trend this way, um, with regard to Trump, sort of not having a great week, getting played by Yay, Ye, yeah, uh, and still you know harping on January sixth, and and uh, just talk and and, a, and really kind of cir- circling himself with the wrong people. I mean, at some point, you know, let's face it, Mike Lindell is getting a little old. I'm not old in age i mean, t- I'm tired of seeing him you know don't don't won't you agree to it no, i think, a certain i
4: think I think there's a certain extent? truth to that absolutely
3: i mean I just think that uh Trump needs to get some new faces around him. Yeah. It's sort of like every rally is is a my pillow sale, you know, yeah. and we love the my pillow products, but on the same token um Mike Lindell is constantly beating that drum about election fraud, and he's got the facts and he's got the evidence and all this, but nothing ever gets done. Right? You know, it's just keep. You know, what has to happen in earnest is you have to change the laws. It it has to be one day election day. Mm-hmm. We have to uh, ban um, mail-in balloting. We have to ban thirty-day lead-up. You know, you can't you can't have a voting month. Right. We've already seen that that um, that 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 uh, the ability to commit fraud and the um, the impact that it has on the trust of our elections is not worth it. Okay, not worth the convenience. So if anything, we need an election day. And if the popular and why, why is it that we always had election day? it worked when we didn't have computers
4: it, it worked perfectly fine and yeah. you know we keep talking about france's election and how you know they had they had to have a two-round election and within an hour of the elect of the polls closing they know who won you know i, was about I to don't say, know how we was, can't go back to doing something like that i was
3: about to say well you know we have more population now so there's more votes and okay well that might be true but we also have computers now yeah you know so we can we can count faster but um at some point, you know we've we've really. Uh, when you look back at your life, say in the seventies and eighties, mm-hmm. we are not as free. Mm-hmm. Technology uh, we've allowed the technology, the leaders of our technology, to infiltrate our lives and and um, control us. Yeah, and uh, we can't do this. These these technologies should exist. But we should definitely have more, um, a better life and more freedoms and more time. But instead, you know, it's sort of changed it to where we're never alone. We're constantly interrupted. And we never have me time. We never, um, we spend too much time looking at a screen rather than, you know, I was looking at this meme, for example, where they had a picture of these kids looked like they were from the 70s or something. And they were all on their bikes, and it was like, remember the day when the kids would have breakfast, go out, uh, and not come back home until, like, dinner? Yeah. You know, and they were out the whole day. They were out the know, whole riding day. riding bikes, getting and, into mischief, whatever. And
4: that was what life was like. And yeah, you came and, home and watched television and stuff like that, but it wasn't all day long. <laughs> yeah,
3: and that was healthy, and, and people were thinner back then.
4: People were thinner back um, then, absolutely. And, and
3: now they're sitting on a, a sofa, or in their bedroom, Um Isolated uh, on some virtual reality electric gadget.
4: So the technology, the technology, which is supposed to make our lives easier has in some ways imprisoned us. It's imprisoned us in our work where you're yeah. forever tethered to things. And it's also made our, you know, our family life less connected because everybody's sitting around and kids are uh, on phones, parents are on phones, people are on uh, computers. Nobody is talking to each other. They're talking to space. They're, they're out there texting other people or, you know, Uh, doing doing uh going on social media they're not connecting to the person sitting next to them
3: yes all right so this is uh herschel walker and the energy was great the crowd was huge and it did not include trump it had lindsey graham there though and hannity uh good for him he covered this um giving it uh you know i i just i don't see the same kind of energy over on the uh Warnock side, and he brought in um, Obama. Right, needed the help, but Obama has had a dismal record yeah. uh, with regard to his midterms. He's lost. I think he lost more. He, you know, more seats in the House and Senate than any other president. Right. Uh, anyway, let's take a listen to
2: this. You know what, Herschel? The turnout apparently is through the roof in this runoff election, which is. Fairly unprecedented. Why do you think it's so high, number one? Number two, uh, I read that you believe that that high turnout is going to favor you. Tell me why.
5: Well, I think the high turnout is going to favor me. And it's high because people want to have their voices heard. They want to have their vote counted. And right now, people are getting engaged in what's happening around the country and also in the state of Georgia. I think they see Raphael went up for who he is. You can tell that they're getting nervous because they got Obama here again. So he's bringing in his celebrities. But his celebrities comes in because that's where his money comes from. So that's why I encourage everybody all the time to go to TeamHerser.com because they're not going to buy this seat. Everyone's need to know Georgia is not for sale.
2: You know, Lindsey, let's talk about the importance of the Democrats not having that 51st seat. So this
3: is actually the reason why I wanted to listen to this Lindsey Graham piece is because this is a pretty good um, analysis. I I think it's a good tip. I already told the audience today uh, what they are, because I I got it from Lindsey. But uh, take a listen to this.
2: In the U.S. Senate, why that is important. Okay, number one, uh, if
6: it's 50-50, the budgets are the same. Uh, the number of committee people is the same. If it's 51-49, they have one more one more vote on every committee than us. Uh, the bottom line, it really changes the structure of the Senate. But it's not about 51, it's about him. They've dropped $170 million on this guy's head. This is the nastiest campaign I've seen in my entire life. Remember when they tried to destroy Kavanaugh? He didn't quit. He's on the Supreme Court. Herschel's not going to quit. The pathway to victory is real in Georgia. If you're an incumbent and you fail the first time around, you're not going to win the second time around. Go to TeamHerschel.com. Let's close. Let's close strong. Let's get our vote. They've tried to destroy this man's life. This race is tied. We're going to win this race, but we need your help. We need it now. TeamHerschel.com. When we wake up next week... Let's wake up with a smile on her face. Nice. This fan will change the Republican
2: Party. You know, Herschel, uh, I know it's kind of gone viral and this new hashtag, uh, Georgia Flood the Zone. And basically now... All the arguments have been made. We know how radical Raphael Warnock is. We know he's a rubber stamp for uh, Joe Biden. Uh, We know Stacey Abrams lost this race. Uh, Raphael Warnock would work against the policies locally of Governor Kemp. So, and Governor Kemp has now come out and endorsed you. I give him a lot of credit for that. And so I think it's really important. All that matters at this moment Is the next five days, people have got to vote. If I had to predict tonight, I would say this race could be won or lost by as little as as 10,000 votes.
5: You're exactly right. That's why I'm out here on the stump uh, every day. When I heard there was a runoff, I got on the bus and started talking to the people because we got to have turnout. Mm Got to have turnout. Got to have people to turn out. Got to have people to vote. If people turn out to vote, we're going to win this election. And they know it. They know it, and they're nervous, yeah. they're scared. That's the reason they're saying and doing anything they can to win this race. And I encourage people, they're not going to buy this race from me. they got to win it. And the way they can win it is by having better policy, which they don't have that. So go to teamherschel.com. We're going to win this race for the great people of Georgia and also for the United States of America.
2: Lindsey, it's Amen. all about turnout in the final days.
6: It really is. we got a 72-hour program that kicks in 72 hours before the election any money we raise tonight goes into that program to make sure that every republican that is eligible to vote votes. We have the votes to win this race. Kemp won almost 54%. If the people that voted for Kemp will turn out and vote for Herschel, we win. Why is it so nasty in Georgia? They're afraid of Herschel Walker. He transforms the Republican Party. It's not just about this election, it's about the future of the party. John James, Tim Scott, Herschel Walker, all the conservative women who are becoming Republicans are changing the face of the party. So folks, if you want the Republican Party to grow and thrive, have Herschel's back. They've tried to ruin his life because they're afraid of people like Herschel. So go to TeamHerschel.com, not just to win this election, but change the future of the Republican Party, make conservatism look like America. TeamHerschel.com now.
3: And don't forget, support America First policies that make America great again. Exactly. Trump is the, the, the person we need to thank for that. Um, you know. So uh, we're going to switch gears. And there was another um, Hannity interview that I wanted to play. Uh, this is one from Jim Jordan. And uh, I got two Jim Jordan clips I want to cover today. Uh, he was talking about... Um, well, let's say there's they, talking about a couple of things. He's talking about the Twitter thing and he's talking about um some investigations as well. But uh let's take a listen.
0: Oh, good conversation, but but like you Sean, and like millions of Americans. I... This
3: this this conversation here is what he's talking about here is his meeting with Tim Cook. Tim Cook mm. came to Washington yep. for that dinner, right? right? The 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 state dinner. Right. With Macron, Macron. right? Macron, Macron. Macron. <laughs> <laughs> and um and that was all great uh but uh he got to meet with Tim Cook and you know it's kind of interesting because you know Biden and the Biden White House is telling uh because we're going we have a Jean-Pierre clip as well where she's basically concerned about Twitter being free speech platform right yeah um and of course Jim Jordan is all about free speech so here we go. And that being said, again, Ye got uh, kicked off of Twitter.
4: Yeah, Ye got kicked yeah, off so. of Twitter. Well, because he went a bridge too far yeah. with some of the um, images and things that he said. Yeah,
3: yeah. All right, so here, here is um, Jim Jordan talking about his meeting with Tim Cook
0: still have real concerns about China, communist China and what they're doing with with companies, not only in America, but all over the world. I mean, you're talking about Apple, Nike, TikTok, I have concerns about what the, their influence on the NBA. And frankly, Sean, I don't think we should ever forget that in addition to Dr. Fauci lying to us about the virus, so did the Chinese. And that's where this thing started. So we have to have concerns about China in all these areas. Um, so I, I felt it was a productive conversation. But I am still very nervous about the impact and influence China has in so many areas of our economy and in our culture.
2: I thought we were going to wean ourselves away from imports from China and have more production domestically. What happened to that? Well, what happened to
0: that is you had 51 intelligence officers sign a, uh, a letter saying that this Hunter Biden story was Russian misinformation when it wasn't. And that change, I think anyone can make a credible argument that that altered the outcome of the election. And we no longer have Donald Trump in the White House because he was doing that. He was pushing back on China for the first time. And now we have Joe Biden there and it's went exactly the opposite direction. So that's what happened. That's why this is all connected, because the influence of big media, big tech um, and, and big government in impacting our election. I, I think we said this last week, Sean. My, my colleague said this in a committee a few weeks ago, Matt Gates. He said, when is the FBI going to stay out of elections and let we, the people, decide? In 2016, they spied on Trump's campaign. 2018, it was the Mueller investigation. 2020, they suppressed the Hunter Biden story. 2022, 91 days before the midterm election, they raided his home. And now, just two weeks ago, three days after he announced this for the 2024 race, they name a special counsel. And it's not just anybody. It's Jack Smith and the record that he has of weaponizing the government to go after the people. So all this is connected. And this is why it's so important. We're aggressive and go after to make sure the country gets the facts.
2: So uh, Elon Musk is going to show us how uh, the forum, Twitter, suppressed information and how it influenced our elections. Okay, what do you think we're going to find out there? And how does that dovetail into your investigation if our FBI has been politicized and DOJ weaponized?
0: Well, we know Twitter did the same thing, that it was, it was pushing down, uh, throttling back information about the Hunter Biden story, but it probably did a lot more. It probably went after conservatives and things they were saying and made sure that those comments, that information didn't get to the country and the citizens of this great country. So we assume that's what he's going to show. But we also know just the overall bias there. Uh, hes I mean, what was it, a couple days ago, it was the Stay Woke t-shirts and things that he had, that, that, that Twitter had there. So Elon Musk is doing a service to the First Amendment, doing a service to the Constitution, doing a service to the country, and I think, frankly, the world, in that he is bringing this all to light.
2: Do you believe, based on what you know now, that you have enough whistleblowers that will confirm to the American people that the FBI plays favorites, that we have a dual justice system, that it has been politicized, and will there be any consequences for those people that are playing politics with what really should be the world's premier law enforcement agency? I do think it's political. I
0: think the evidence is there. Uh, we've had as you know multiple whistleblowers dozens of whistleblowers come to us and senator grassley they're willing to do that because i think they trust us and they know how bad it is we're going to get the facts out there that's all we can do but that's the first step you have to expose it if you're going to stop it we're committed to doing that
3: all right all right and then uh we got one more jim uh jordan clip and then i got this uh mark morano um uh, uh clip that i thought was pretty good. Um, so let's uh, as quickly as possible. We're going to get to these points uh, right here. Okay, here we go.
0: I think there's some other critical questions, Sean. We got to ask, like, why did Apple change the features on phones in China? Why do that for the CCP? And and I think the the, the other the other key point here is why uh, why is Apple no longer advertising on Twitter or pulling back some of their ads? I mean, have they gone woke? So what I want to know is. Where was the Apple, where's the Apple that a few years ago said we're going to stand up for Americans' privacy? Where's the Tim Cook who told Jim Comey there is no way we're giving the FBI backdoor access to people's phones? That's the Apple we want to see because, again, right now we know one thing, Sean, the left is at war with the First Amendment. The left doesn't want the First Amendment anymore. And uh, that that is the key concern here. The left now says this, if you don't agree with them, you're not allowed to speak. And if you try, they're going to come after you. They're going to, they're going to threaten you from the white house press room. They're going to threaten the disinformation governance board. That is what scares me to death. And I think scares so many people. So God bless Elon Musk for what he's doing to this platform, how it's improving and focusing on the first amendment.
2: Yesterday, he promised that he would show how Twitter in the past has suppressed important, vital information. Uh, I would believe that might have to do with the Hunter Biden story, but that that's speculation yes. on my part. But he then went on to say Twitter has failed in trust and safety for a very long time and has interfered in elections, interfered in elections. Let's talk about that. Uh, does that mean in kind donations? Does that mean that all the big tech companies, they, they all got behind Joe Biden? They never even examined the, the New York Post story as as to the truth right. of veracity about the Hunter Biden laptop. So my question is, if they interfered with elections, is there any illegality in that? Well, well we'll find out what they did. But what we, we know what they
0: what, what they did relative to the Hunter Biden story. And I thought Peter Ducey's question was right on target when he asked the, the the White House press secretary, are you gonna go weigh in with these tech companies when you find information on these platforms that you don't like? Well the answer to that question is they already have. They already did. They did it just days before the most important election we have, the presidential election.
3: Right, and we covered that. But here here the, the to his point. Uh, here's what elizabeth warren has to say about free
7: speech
6: Mm -hmm. republicans say that um democrats are picking on elon musk
7: elon musk is doing just fine but do you think that users have a right to freedom of speech even if what they're saying is wrong or offensive i think that one human being should not decide how millions of people communicate with each other. One human being should not be able to go into a dark room by himself and decide, oh, that person gets heard from, that person doesn't. That's not how it should work.
3: What kind of hypocrisy are we talking about? What level of (laughs) hypocrisy? I mean, they had no problem when Jack Dorsey was doing it. Of course, and they, they were doing all, and she's acting like she's supporting free speech. Yeah. She, no. She's the biggest they had hypocrite. A, they had a one way street. They had a, they did not have a two way conversation. Yeah. On any of these platforms. All of a sudden, Twitter, and you know what's going to happen here is it when Twitter uh, decides to open up both lanes of discussion, mm-hmm. right? Um, everybody's going to leave Facebook and everybody's going to leave everywhere and go to Twitter. And basically, you know, you're going to be like, OK, where can I go to find the truth? And they're going to go to Twitter and they're going to find the truth there. And they're going to be like, OK, you can't hide the truth anymore. Right. Right. And I mean, if, and, and to Jim Jordan's point, that was absolutely correct that the outcome of the election would have been certainly changed. If the Hunter Biden story was allowed to be played, it certainly that would, would have been. been the October we, surprise of all. Exactly, and, the,
4: and we'd have a different person in the White House right now. Here's now. Peter
3: Ducey's uh, question, and uh, and the response he gets from Jean-Pierre.
0: When you say that you're going to be monitoring some of the speech on there, if you see something that you don't like, would you try to shut Twitter down?
7: So look. You know, when you, when you talk about monitoring, you know, it is, uh, I, I hate to break it to you, Peter, just like everybody else, we very much monitor the news. We pay close attention to everything that you all are reporting and, and Twitter's in the news a lot. And so that's what we're paying attention to. We're paying attention to what is in the news and what is being reported on, uh, on the misinformation that's out there. Let's not forget there's groups like NAACP, the Anti-Defamation League, and the public health leaders have been very vocal about their concerns as well. So, yes, we are uh, reading what you all are, are writing and, and looking at what you all are reporting uh, about the misinformation uh, that is out there. But, you know, I would hope that all Americans, uh, including social media companies, civil rights organizations I just laid out, <laughs> including Fox as well, will agree that uh, we need to, uh, you know, we need to, uh, to uh, you know, call out hate speech and misinformation.
3: One man's hate speech is another man's truth, right? I guess I mean, so. You know, that's the, that's the problem with their argument.
7: Worst press secretary ever.
3: Yeah. She yeah, checks
4: I, every box, but she is the worst. And,
3: and here's the thing with the rigged elections, because nobody is voting for these people. Like I said yesterday, nobody is voting to be censored. Nobody is voting for open borders. Nobody is supportive of you know vaccine mandates and social credit score systems and censorship and and de and uh and two standards of justice and you just can go on and on right you know absolutely with, with all of this um the glo- and and like i said too all of the problems that we see in the world climate uh, COVID, uh pandemics open borders uh, cryptocurrency, social credit score systems. They're being adopted by all the Klaus Schwab World Economic Forum disciples, which are these leaders like Justin Trudeau, who uh, is on record as saying he loves the Chinese system. And uh, Fauci, I, uh, he loved the Chinese lockdowns. Yeah. And we see what's going on in China right now with the protests and the uprisings, but uh, America won't have their back and support them. Um, because they're spineless when it comes to China. And you go, go on and on. So you have to ask yourself, how are these um, pl- politicians winning then? Yeah. Are people, I mean, voting for things that they hate? And all the money in the world, it doesn't even matter if the Democrats outspend the Republicans from like, where one guy has $50 million and the other guy has $9 million, Yeah, right? It doesn't matter. I mean, at some point, it just doesn't matter. But um, because the truth is always going to win out, you would like to think. But when there's a rigged election, that's not the case. Yeah. See, that's the problem. And so what we're getting is we're getting executive fiat and we're being um, run. Our countries are being run by losers like Joe Biden mm-hmm. and cheaters. Now, the great take reset. a listen to this. This is The Great Reset. Let's take a listen.
8: The World Economic Forum, this whole agenda is to make it so we have no choice on some of the biggest questions of our lives. And just even down to the smallest. And here's a few examples. We didn't get to vote on whether gas powered cars would be banned. That was done by executive order of California. Then the California Air Resources Board, uh, unelected bureaucrats, came up with a timetable by 2035, banning it. Then the Biden administration is now looking into executive orders and, and administrative state ways to ban the car. Then the World Bank announced that they're going to stop financing gas-powered cars at the automaker level. Then a big bank in Australia announced they're not going to give out car loans to people who want to buy gas-powered cars. So right there, there was no democracy. We never voted. This was corporate government collusion. This is bureaucrats. And the same thing goes on. We didn't vote for vaccine mandates. We didn't vote for lockdowns. We didn't vote to have churches closed. We didn't vote to have schools closed. We didn't vote for mask mandates. We didn't vote uh, for uh, banning of meat. But all of this is happening because at these meetings, like the World Economic Forum and the United Nations, they meet and they work with government corporate collusion to bypass democracy. We get told what's happening. We don't get to vote on it. There's no hearings in Congress, there's no town halls, there's no switchboards lighting up for a big vote. None of it. We're just told, that the car is gone. Your meat eating's going. We're creating we're creating energy shortages. you sorry, you need a vaccine to go into this place. Sorry, your schools are closed. Sorry, your churches are closed. What, huh? How did that happen? The great reset.
3: And when they curb your energy, it's an it's in essence a roadblock to your success yes because the middle class can't rise up and compete with the elite class if you deny them the ability to fly or to drive or to consume energy um and then you tax them to death it's really hard to save when you go to the store and you you can't afford the food that You know, the inflation. Right. So the inflation is a theft from the middle class. Number one, that's that's first. But it's it's uh, it's also the energy is causing the inflation. Right. So
4: you need fuel for everything.
3: Yeah. Fuel. Petroleum makes your sweater. You know, I mean. The, the sweater fiber and you have, is made and, by and good, petroleum. And
4: goods need to be shipped. I mean, yeah. you know, it just goes on and on. Yeah, so.
3: and so, um, you know, all the, the gas that it takes to uh, – the gas prices and the gas that it takes to truck products to the store um, and, you know, shipping. Um, but it's everywhere, right? So you control the energy, you control the food, and you control the money. Through cryptocurrency, and this FTX thing is a ruse. It's a ruse, and it's a ruse because they milked it for all it was worth to finance elections, to rig elections uh, from outside into our country through globalists. And then they turned it around, and now they're going to be basically say, "Well, we got to fix this problem. FTX was a problem. We got to regulate it, right. and now we're going to control it."
4: All right, well, it's an excuse so, for greater control.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
4: <laughs> well, so before we get out of Dodge, can I uh, do a quick plug for my new review? I have a review of Harris Faulkner's new book. Faith Still Moves Mountains. Okay. So that will be on uh, the American Spectator's website uh, probably tomorrow or um, Sunday. So go to spectator.org. It should be on the front page. And then if you don't get a chance to see it within the next day or two, you can always return to the website. Search under My First Name Leonora, and you'll find and you'll find it there along with all my other articles.
3: All right, and that is uh that is bringing us to near the end of our show. I don't know if we're gonna have an exit today um because uh there we had some technical difficulties once again, mm-hmm. but I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Scott Adams show, and with that, my name is i oh, be sure to you check out megapack dot org make a donation if you can. It helps our station and our show, and also if you can uh also use Red State as your promo code over at mypillow.com. And with that, my name's Scott Adams.
4: My name is Leonora Corvetta And
3: we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.
1: down in Tennessee, a long way from the suits in D.C., but close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper, and grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to there.